hands and went to the shore of the lake of Galilee. He went up on a hill and sat there. Great crowds came to see Jesus. They brought their sick with them, the lame, the blind, the crippled, the dumb, and many others. They put them at the feet of Jesus, and he healed them. The crowd was amazed when they saw that people who could not speak were able to speak again. The crippled were made strong again. Those who could not walk were able to walk again. The blind were able to see again, and they praised the God of Israel for this. Am I the only one that got excited? I think let's read verse 31 one more time. The crowd was amazed when they saw that the people who could not speak could speak when? Again. The, the crippled were made strong. Those who could not walk were able to walk. Those that were blind were able to see. Listen, I just, I just, I just, God, we thank you. And they praise God, the God of Israel, for this. God, we give you glory for this. You take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you might not believe this about me. Um, but but growing up as a kid, I uh, I was one that would press my luck. I was I was one that was a little bit on the defiant end. I know that is so hard to believe. I was I was a little stubborn. I was the one that was on uh, on the defiant end. My brother was the safe one. He was the safe one. Lo, uh, I was the one that uh, I like to live on the edge. I like to live on the edge, and and I still do. Uh, I still remember growing up as a kid. Uh, my mama would be the one that would tell me. Uh, Mom says, "Don't touch it." and I'm going to touch it anyway. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Uh, when I was told to leave certain things alone, I was the one that fooled with it anyway. And so uh, without fail, uh, I've always had to live with consequences, much like all of us. Uh, but this story really draws parallel for me, especially around this Thanksgiving holiday, uh, because it's around the holidays, Thanksgiving, where I can remember my grandmother would start cooking. She's now went on to glory, got rest her soul, but she was the matriarch of the family. And so when Thanksgiving rolled around, she would do uh, the majority of the cooking. She would be the one that would be kind of preparing things uh, and all that other stuff. And um, I was always the one that would kind of be lurking around in the kitchen. I'm the one kind of lurking around in the kitchen, uh, trying to see what, what what crumbs I can snatch, trying to see what what I can steal. I was I was the guy that would always help Granny with with Thanksgiving, uh, and whether or not yeah, sometimes she would have me stirring the sweet tea. If if she had me stirring the sweet tea, Marcus, I was sampling it. Um, uh, if she was mixing up some cake with the cake batter, I was the one that that would stick my finger in. And one day I remember she uh, she had just finished baking some rolls. And uh, she asked me Eb, to butter the rolls. Uh, so I decided I went ahead and I was going to butter the rolls. But while I was buttering the rolls, I decided uh, I would sneak one in my pocket. And uh, I remember throwing one in my pocket. And uh, just as I put it, this hot roll right in my pocket, uh, she walked in and she caught me red handed. 
And uh, she, she was the type of woman where she didn't say much, but she uttered these three words to me. And these are three words that I'll never forget. Uh, and I want to utter these three words to you today, especially in the context of our text today. These blind people, they were able to receive what they had once before. These lame people were able to receive something that they had once before. And I don't know who this is for, but the words that my grandmother uttered to me are words that I will never forget. She said to me, do it again. Do it, do it again. And uh, if you if you had a grandmama like me, you 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 knew not to play with Big Mama, right? You you could play with Mama, you know, but you knew you knew not to play you knew not to play with Granny. Granny would Granny would go get the tree branch, right? Granny would go get that extension cord in a minute. But that's 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 the inspiration for the message today. Do it again. Somebody just say, do it again. Do it again. Y'all y'all got anything that God has done, and you need God to do it. Do it again. God, do it. Do it. Do it again. Uh, here we are now entering into this month of November is our Thanksgiving spread sermon series. That's what I'm titling our entire November preaching series is our Thanksgiving spread series. And in just a few weeks, we'll be celebrating one of the biggest holidays in North America. And, and here it is now that we're coming down to the wire of the 11th month of the year, uh, which which renders us one month from the end of the year. And, and while we are in the 11th month toward the end of the year, we've experienced a lot of transition. We've experienced a lot of transformation, but we still have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, yeah. Some of us, some of us don't look like what we've gone through, and, and that's a reason to be thankful. Some of us have come out of things that we thought we never would have come out of. And for that, that's a reason to be thankful. And if, if you don't mind just hanging out with me just for a few minutes, I, I want to ask just a few questions, just a few questions uh, about, about your relationship with the God that can do it again. Yeah, and um, and my family, we've we've already started like the Thanksgiving Day planning. We we got a couple of folks in the family; they're kind of planners, and so they've started already. And so uh, the the group chat right now is like is popping because everyone's trying to figure out what it is uh, that we need to bring, and and because we're in this season of Thanksgiving, uh, I, I couldn't help but to look at this text with the lens of Thanksgiving in mind. And so normally I have three points, right? Uh, but today I have three questions. Yeah, normally I've got three points, but today I've, I've got three, three questions. And, and before we jump into my three questions, can we, can we just look at the text? Can we look at verse 29? Uh, really, 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 really quickly before we before we dive into to my questionnaire for the day, uh, it says that Jesus then left the place and went up to the shore of the Lake of Galilee, and there he sat upon a hill. And it it amazes me that it was great crowds that came to follow Jesus, but nonetheless, Terence, they found him. 
They they found him. I, uh, I, I couldn't get stuck here, but my mind did begin just to race when it says that they found Jesus. And and I, 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 I begin to think and ponder to myself that if they found him, they they either followed Jesus when Jesus went up to the hill or they went looking for him. And I just, I don't know who this is for, but what hit my spirit uh, when we were up here singing is that sometimes in life, there are some things that you can't wait to find you. There are some things that you've got to be willing to go find it. Here it is now that Jesus has now dismissed himself and has now left the place, the Bible says, and went up on a shore. And the people now have found Jesus. Whether they followed Jesus or whether they went and looked for Jesus, they they found him. And so my question today is, uh, what, what are you looking for? And uh, are you willing to find Find it? Are you are you willing to find it? A lot of us we're we're waiting on things to come our way. We're waiting on the stars to align. We're waiting on the right people to come. We're waiting on people to see our gift, to see our talent. But uh, listen, these people they weren't waiting on Jesus to come back to them. They went and found Jesus. And uh, let me let me continue on with with my questions here um, because. Uh, Certain people in my family, right, once once my grandma passed, you know, everybody, we kind of divvied up the, the cooking with everybody. And so certain people in my family, they're responsible for bringing certain things. They're, they're responsible for bringing certain things. And they, they, they need to bring these dishes when they come for Thanksgiving. We've already started, started all in the group chat trying to figure out who is bringing what. And uh, the reason why we needed to ask what folks were bringing to Thanksgiving, Deacon Ford, is, is because it matters what you bring, right? Right? It matters what you bring, right? Uh, uh, back to the text, they, they came and they found Jesus. Can we, can we put the verse back up? Uh, because not only did they find Jesus, but um, to make matters worse, they, they found Jesus and they didn't even come alone. Verse 30, can we put verse 30 up on the screen? Verse 30 puts it like this. It says that great crowds came to Jesus. Here's what they did. They didn't even come by themselves. They, they, brought, they brought their sick with them. They brought the lame. They brought the blind. They brought the crippled. They brought the dumb. They brought many others. Uh, that 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 is my first point for today. That I just want to lift up. What what are you bringing? What are you bringing? Because it matters. It matters what it is that you're bringing. Clark's commentary refers to these individuals as maimed. It refers to them as maimed. In other words, that these people uh, they're paralyzed. These people are handicapped. They've lost an eye. They've lost the ability to speak. They've lost their ability to see. They. They've lost a limb. And, and I, know, I know how easy it is for us to thank God for what we do have. But is there anybody that hasn't forgotten about what it is that you've lost? Yeah, what it, what it is that you've lost. Uh, the Bible says now that they've come uh, and they're now coming as a result of something that they've lost. These great crowds are bringing these people and the people that they're bringing are people that have lost something. They've lost a limb. They've lost an eye. They've lost a leg because it matters what you've lost. Matthew 18 verse 8 puts it like this. It says that if your hand causes you to stumble, Cut it, 
cut it off. If your leg causes you to sin, cut it cut it off. So it ought not be too far-fetched that these folks were coming as a result of losing something. Because when you lost something, something wasn't serving you well, you you cut it off. And so some of these people, I don't doubt uh, that they've lost a hand or a foot. Uh, but regardless of what they lost, they were still willing to come and bring it. And, and it's funny because what we do as modern day Christians is we bring everything except what we've lost. We will bring everything to God except what's been broken. We'll, we'll bring everything to God except what's been lost. We'll, let me put it like this. We'll, br- we'll bring our praise, but we won't bring our pain. Yeah, any, anybody willing to bring even the stuff that you've lost, they, they got what they needed. God did it for them again because they were willing to bring what they've lost. My, my question today is, what, what are you bringing? What are you bringing? What are you bringing? What, what are you bringing? I guarantee you that Jesus can do more with what you've lost than what you can. I guarantee you that God can give you back more than what you've lost because that's how Jesus works. We, we've been broken. We've been lost, but are we bringing it to Jesus? And so in this moment, my question is, what are you bringing? I know you're preparing the Thanksgiving menu in just a couple of weeks and you, you planning on bringing the devil eggs. Eb, you better to bring the banana pudding, but what else are you bringing? What else are you bringing? Are you willing to bring what you've lost to God? I'll give you my worship, but God, will I bring you my weapons? I'll God, I give you my worship, but will I give you my warfare? God, I give you my praise, but will I give you my petitions? God, I give you my praise, but will I give you my pain? Are you willing to bring your losses to God? God, I give you even my losses, every loss in my life, Dre. God, I give it to you. I give you my loss of income. God, God, I give you my loss of interest. God, God, I give you my loss of security. God, God, I give you my loss of love. God, God, here are my loss of dreams. Here's my loss of hope. God, I give you all of the stuff. God, I, I give you, my, I've lost my way. I, God, I give myself, even when I've lost myself, I'm, I'm willing to bring what it is now that I've lost. Yes. Yeah. You 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 can't just bring just the good stuff. You you've got to even be willing to bring your losses. We, we'll come to church and we will shout over the promotion because that's a win. We'll, we'll come to church and we'll shout over the pay raise because that's a win. We'll, we'll shout over the good report because that's a win. But is there anybody in the room that will shout as loud as they do over the wins as they will, God, for the losses? God, God I thank you and that's what I'm bringing, not just my wins, but God, I'm even bringing you the stuff that I've that I've lost, the stuff that I've lost, they, they show up, Lori, and, um, this, this mess with me, this, this mess with me, um, because they show up to Jesus, it's, it's, it's bad enough that they done found him, uh, but then they, they show up, and, um, it messes me up, because of what they're looking for. Um, They came to the teacher looking for healing. Y'all with me? Yeah, they they came to the teacher looking for healing. uh, but, But the thing is, they didn't bring a notebook. They brought people. They... 
They come to the teacher looking for something, but they didn't bring what you would expect them to bring. When you're going to be taught a lesson by a teacher, you at least need a pencil. But they didn't bring a pencil, though. They brought people. Jesus is known all throughout the New Testament as rabbi. Rabbi simply means, in the Hebrew, teacher. So why would they bring people to something that seems like it's a lesson that they'll be taught? And I discovered it, it's, it's for two reasons. Uh, instead of bringing Jesus something that Jesus could teach with, they brought Jesus something Jesus could touch. And um, I, I know that a lot of people, they've got a whole lot of opinions about Fresh Fire Church. I know a whole lot of people, they've got their opinions about, about a church like ours. But what I've discovered is, uh, is that there's different stroke for different folk. Um, some people long for the presence of God because of what God can teach them. Uh, and some people yearn for the presence of God so that God can touch them. Are y'all, y'all with me? Y'all with me in this place? Uh, Rabbi, you're a great teacher, right? But, but, but Rafa, you're also my healer. And so there comes a time in all of our lives where, uh, where we find in our journey what it is that we need from God. I, God, I thank you for teaching, but in this moment of my life, in this season of my life, I, I'm not looking for a lesson. I don't need to be taught. What I need is, is a touch. Is anybody else with me? Yeah, they, they show up to the teacher and they don't bring pencils. They, they bring people because they, they didn't want to be taught what they needed was a touch. Am I, am I on anybody's row in here? Am I, am I talking good through anybody's live stream today that, listen, the stuff I need in my life, it's not a lesson. I don't need a teacher. I don't need to be taught. But what I need from God is a touch. I need, I need you to touch some stuff in my life. I, I need you to touch my mind. I need you to touch my marriage. I need you to touch my money. I need you to touch my children. God, touch my health. God, God touch my ability. God, touch my thoughts. God, touch the things that touch me. God, I'm not looking to be taught. I'm looking for, for a touch. Are you, are you willing to bring what God can touch? Yeah. You, you've learned the lessons, but can he touch you? you you've been taught well, but, but did he touch you? Thank God for, for the touch. I heard, it, I heard it put like this. It says that uh, teaching informs me, but touching transforms me. Yeah. God, touch me. Somebody just say, God, touch me. God, touch me. God, 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 touch me. So, so they bring now what they need God to touch. 
They bring down what they need God to fix. And uh, they don't just cast it any kind of way. Byron, can we put that verse back up again? Verse 30. Great crowds came to see Jesus. There it is. Uh, Look what they brought. They brought their sick. They brought their lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered that. Uh, They brought the blind. They brought the crippled. They brought the dumb. And many, we covered that piece too. Oh, there it is. After they bring what needs to be fixed, they put it at the feet of Jesus. Y'all ready for question number two? Um, First question was, what are you bringing? The second question is, where are you laying it? Yeah, where, where, where are you laying it? A lot of us are, are super transparent. We'll, we'll bring it. We'll, we'll bring a bone. We'll, we'll bring it. We'll bring, but where, where, where are you laying it? Because it matters where you lay it. Thanksgiving is always interesting in my family because uh, I'm not the best cook. (laughs) So I've assumed the responsibility of setting the table. And call me extra. But there's a certain way, Dre, that I like to set the table. Y'all with me? Um, he, here's what I mean when I say there's a certain way. You, there's an art to even table setting for Thanksgiving. Do you hear me? You, you, can't, you can't make hand-whipped mashed potatoes and sit them at one end and then make homemade from scratch gravy at the other end. No, you've got to sit the gravy close to the mashed potatoes. Why? Because it matters where you place it. Any, anybody else just a little bit, a little bit weird where you got to have like yams and macaroni and cheese? Am I the only one? Like, I can't eat one without the other. I have to have them together. So when you come to my house and macaroni and cheese and yams is on the menu, listen, you you won't see yams at one end of the table spread, and you're going to see macaroni and cheese at the other. No, they they go together. It matters where you lay it. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? You, you've got to be willing now to put things in their proper place. You, you've got to be willing now to understand what priorities look like? How are priorities? How are you managing your time? How how are you laying the things down that you've got? And where are you laying it? Because it matters where you lay it. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have things positioned in a way that makes sense? Yeah, do you have things positioned in, in a way that makes sense? You've, uh, you've, you've got it in place, but, but does it, does it make makes sense. You you wouldn't cast pearls before swine now, would you? Why? Because it just it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Notice here in the text what Jesus doesn't say. Uh, usually when we see the miracles of God, we always hear in the gospels where Jesus will say that your faith 
has made you whole. Y'all, y'all remember that? Y'all remember? We hear it all throughout, all throughout the New Testament where it's their faith that has made them whole, right? Your faith, your faith, your faith. Now faith, uh, without faith, this faith, that faith. But here in the text, can we put the text up again? That same verse 30, it says uh, that they put them at the feet of Jesus and he healed them. Uh, the people of God were healed once they were laying some things at the feet of Jesus. I just want to make this point really clear for you because their faith has not come into question. It wasn't about their faith. It was about what they were willing and where they were willing to position it. If ever you need God to do something about the things of your life, it matters where you place it. You can't place it, listen, in the wrong place and expect God to do something about it. But in order for God to do something with your trouble, in order for God to do something about the table that needs to be set, in order for God to do something about what's been broken, it matters where you are laying it. And so what are you bringing and where are you placing it? Any Anybody in here saying that, listen, I've been placing it on the throne of all the wrong things. I've been placing it at the feet of all the wrong people. But the healing that they received, it came when they placed it, not in the hand of others, but at the feet of Jesus. You, you want something to turn around. You want to see God move. You want to see some chains break. You want to see some yokes destroyed. Then listen, you've got to be willing to say, God, I'm going to lay it at your feet. I'm, I'm going to take it off the heart of people and God, I'm putting it, I'm putting it, I'm putting it at your feet. And so what are you bringing and where are you laying it? Where, where are you laying what you've brought? Can I, can I tell you what I've discovered? God can only work with whatever you're willing to bring. As, as long as you want to hold on to it, God is so smooth. God will let you. Uh, that's, that's why the word of God says that, uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Trust me, if I wanted to kick the door in, I could. Uh, but I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to stand. I'm going to wait for you to grant me access. And so, listen, if you need God to do something about it, what are you willing? What are you willing? What are you willing to bring? Uh, and my last, my last question for you, my last question, uh, first is, uh, what are you bringing? Uh, my next question is, where are you laying what you've brought? And, and my last question is, is what can happen? What 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 will happen once you've once you've brought it once you've once you've brought it to the feet of Jesus and it's real simple that the unexpected happens. Can we put the text back up real quick? We we walk those three verses really just to arrive right here because we believe the God that can do it again. Verse thirty one says that the crowd was amazed that they saw people who could not speak were now able to speak. They saw crippled people that couldn't walk were able to walk again. People that once were blind were now able to see again. People that were once crippled were now able to see again. And and, and I said this just a few minutes ago that this, this healing that took place for these people, this wasn't an act of faith. This was an act of grace. Nowhere do we read in the text where it says that it was their faith that granted their healing, but it was it was it was an act of grace. God acting and responding in and out of grace, in and out of grace, in and out 
of grace. They, they bring some things to Jesus, and the things that were broken were now able to be fixed. Are y'all with me with that? They bring some things to Jesus, and the things that were broken were now able to be fixed. And I don't know who this is for, and maybe this was just a word to encourage myself, but God, I've seen you do some things before, and God, all I need for you is to do it again. God, I've seen you open some doors before, and God, God, the expectation is that you will do it again. Has anybody ever seen God do some stuff and you need God to do it again? Here it is. God now isn't just responding out of faith, but God is even acting in and out of grace. My my grace is sufficient and that's why I'm going to do it. God, we need a touch from you. We we need you to do it again. Y'all shout again at me. God, we, we need you to do it. Yeah, we need you to do it again. Y'all don't sound like y'all really need it. If Jesus was in this room and the next thing that you needed was predicated on it, I need somebody to shout with everything that you got. Listen, God, do it again. I don't know what it is that you've been robbed of, but I'm calling on the God that is able to do it again. Here it is now that they went without something that they once had, but the God that is able to restore gives it back to them again. Can we give God glory for being the God that will restore. That's what revival means. It means again, that God, you will stir something up in us again, that God, you will awaken something in us again, that God, you'll stir up our gifts. God, do it again, that God, you'll fix some stuff that's been out of our control. God, do it again. God, give us our vision. Give it back to us again. Yeah. Yeah. God, give us peace. God, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it again. God, if you did it before, God, do it again. Do it again. Do it. Do it again. Do it again. I'm I'm really not convinced that we got some folk in the room that knows the God that can do it again. Can you can you take just a couple of seconds and think back to to some trouble you was in? Think back to some trauma you was in. Think, think back to some triggers you've experienced and had it had not been for the Lord who was on your side. I, I just wish somebody in here would give God glory for the God that can do it. Do it again, God. Revive us again. Restore us again. Deliver us again, oh God. Give us peace again. Give us joy again. Give us purpose again. God, do it again. God, do it again. If you did it before, somebody shall do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I just believe. I just believe that God is so much bigger, that God is so much greater, that God is so much stronger, that God is so much taller than everything that we're up against and anything that we ever could face. And I just believe that God is the God. that will do it again. If you did it before, God, do it again. In this moment, and even in our own lives, 
We've all experienced moments of, of uncertainty. Moments of doubt. But God is a God. That's able to do it. Do it again. And right now in this moment, we...